everyone and welcome to this bonus episode of independent thought i am your host desmond price and i am joined by my panel that you hopefully heard earlier in the week with our first conversation about afghanistan hate speech on tech platforms and about texas abortion law that they just passed so my panel has returned for additional questions additional topics that i hope that we are all excited about discussing today so once again, we are joined by Ashlyn Young, who is again making her first appearance on Independent Thought. Welcome back, Ashlyn. Thank you. Hello, hello. Hello. And to Fresh Faces New Ideas, which this is still technically your fourth appearance. This is how these things work. That's fine. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Uh, you know, I want to be number one now. So <laughs> number one. And Lloyd with the E on the end. Welcome back to the podcast. Sixth appearance on independent thought making uh, making history here you know little by little all right so we're just going to jump right into this without further delay it is september and school is now back in full effect there have been protests across the country i think both on on, on both sides where there are many parents who believe that children should be masked in school for this upcoming school year there are protests happening who think that Children should not have to wear masks in school this year. I'm seeing these both play out in the state that I live in, in Montana, where there have been demonstrations made both for and against in places like Missoula and Billings. And so I wanted to ask everyone's opinion about where they kind of fell on this, whether or not they believe that children should be having to wear masks in school for this upcoming school year while we are, deal still, while we are still dealing with COVID-19, the Delta variant, so on and so forth. And so I'm just going to open it up to Lloyd here first. I want you to go ahead and start off with this conversation. Do you think that children should be required to wear masks in school this fall and into the spring as well? Yes. Next, next question. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, like, wh why not? Like, it's crazy because like, if you guys haven't watched the other part of this podcast, go ahead and go back and watch it because we talked about social media and how, how much of an effect it has on us. And this is a clear example of that where masks are very effective. I mean, they're not the, they're not the end all be all, but like they're very effective at stopping airborne illnesses. It's, it's, it's common. It's not your, when you go to an elective procedure or a surgery, a doctor wears a mask. No one argues that no one's arguing that doctors shouldn't wear masks. They wear them for 30 hours procedures, you know, and they switch them out. It's, this has never been a thing that we've argued about until it, all of a sudden social media is like it don't work what what they do work they're very effective so yes absolutely should be able to wear a mask now i want to get in caveat um i have a, a daughter who's five in school she just started uh, uh kindergarten this year you know in, here in montana she she's autistic i have an autistic daughter she is not uh good at wearing a mask let's just go there she's not good at it at all she, it, it, for whatever reason it just stimulates her she just can't do it right um, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to advocate for like this authoritarian, all students must wear masks, but like the more of us that wear a mask, the better. 
especially we, what we know of COVID is that kids don't have the same symptoms adults do. It's very hard to detect in them. So why not put a mask on them? It's just so simple. It's so easy. It's not a violation of anyone's freedom. It's not. It's crazy that we think that way when we have the TSA, we have all these agencies that actually, the IRS that actually violate your freedom in some ways, but we don't care about that. But a mask is where we draw a line. Like, come on, it's crazy to me, man. All right, Ashley, I want you to go ahead and jump in here next. You are another panelist on here who does have, you know, a kid in school. So I want you to kind of speak to this a little bit. Do you think that it is an issue for children, like for them having to wear a mask every day, all day in school? I've seen so many parents come out against this, especially, you know, over in Billings, which I, I think that you've also spent some time in. Uh, where, where do you fall in this conversation? I mean, I agree with you, Lloyd. It is such a no-brainer and... It's funny that we think, or not we, but people think that, you know, wearing a mask is a violation of freedom in school when it's like, there's a whole slew of things that kids can't do in school. School is not about freedom. It's actually about, you know, the opposite. And, you know, my daughter can't wear flip-flops to school either. Why? Because she could get hurt because they don't securely fit around the foot. I mean, it's like, if we're gonna tell kids that they can't wear flip-flops and you know have ridiculous dress codes for females, you're gonna tell me a mask is an issue. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous and it's not difficult. And if anything, kids care way less than adults do. Like, you know, I mean, again, I understand there's always, there's always exceptions to rules. We can't act like anything is finite and you know should rule all. If Lloyd's daughter struggles to wear a mask, she shouldn't be forced to wear a mask and she should be the exception while the majority of the other kids in her class have a mask on. My daughter has no problem wearing a mask. She could give a shit less. Like it doesn't matter to her. She is happy to be in school rather than having to do it all online like we did last year. I know in the last panel episode that you had, I listened to you know, some opinions about kids in school and mask mandates. And it's like, I can't remember which one of the panelists said, oh, well, you know, kids, I'm really worried about their mental health. And it's really it difficult Hunter. for them to wear to wear a mask because of course it was Hunter. So it was really difficult for them to wear a mask because of their mental health. But it's like, you know, what really took a strain on their mental health was having to be at home doing school with parents who aren't school teachers, who don't want to be school teachers. I have zero patience. I am not a good educator. I, I don't want to be one. Like this is not, that was not a good situation for the majority of people. So if we actually want to talk about, you know, what's benefiting our kids is getting them as close to back to normal as possible and just wear a mask. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's like crazy that we take up so much energy and time arguing about it when there are much bigger much bigger issues in our school system than having to wear a mask or not having to wear a mask yeah and i think a lot of this conversation stems from just overall mask hysteria i mean i saw you know just recently i guess it's not recently a few months back there were protests in idaho where they were burning masks at the, at the state capitol in boise uh there were you know people who were saying that Oh, well, masks aren't even effective. You know, we found that out with the Fauci emails. You know, there's, there's a lot of hysteria around that. You know, there are people, I saw protests happening back where I used to grow up at in Pennsylvania, 
or they were saying like, oh, you know, we shouldn't be having to wear these things. They're, they're, they're hindering children's development. Fresh faces, new ideas. Where do you fall on this conversation? Do you think that children are being hindered in any way, shape or form by having to wear masks at school? Um, look, let, let's take this into context. What's currently happening at this point. We're now almost two years into this, or maybe about two years. Um, depending on where you think the first, I think the first case they said might've been like November. Uh, it was whenever it was like, it was earlier than when we like, no, um, at this point, we are about where we were last year on deaths. Um, our children are, have never been more in hospitals and been more, uh, getting more coronavirus than they have at this point. This is an increase in that. So, the the there should obviously be exceptions uh people like lloyd's daughter or children who have um like other autistic things where they're like they can't tell features apart or if it's something like that should obviously be exceptions but similar to the fact that there should be vaccine exceptions for people who um uh, physically can't take it or they're 11 the masks are the same thing and in fact the restrictions on the mass should be significantly uh higher because the people who they, they're wearing the mask isn't going, your child is not going to be unable to breathe. Listen, I, I used to play basketball for three hours with a mask. There was the NCAA kids used to wear it while they were playing in the March Madness. This is not your, your kid can go through the schools. So you don't see doctors passing out doing this. Wearing the mask will protect all of the children. If we care about the children, so women can't have abortions, we should care enough about the children to put a mask on, which costs significantly less. And yes, are you going to deal with, you know, there's the quote, oh, you know, Timmy came home with a different mask because Billy's look cooler. Yeah, I'm sure you're going to have to deal with that at some point. But your kids will do that with their like their shoes and their clothes and stuff. So that's not really a, a good enough argument. This wearing masks is for the safety of this. And we should be honestly wearing masks more often. Um, it would certainly lower the, the amount of flu deaths we have. And let's be clear, schools are just germ factories anyway, especially like like preschools. They, they're just like little germ monsters. Uh, Wearing a mask will help reduce our burden on the healthcare system. It will help protect us from dealing with this virus because look, until they can get vaccinated, this is the best way to protect your children. It, I mean, the science is overwhelming. It, it just is. And, it, and when we say that, you know, there will be people who argue, oh, well, the, the, the vaccine doesn't work because that one town in, in, uh, in Pennsylvania, everyone got it. Or Israel is currently having a spike, even though they're the most vaccinated country. It's like, they're, they're, you know, if you're looking at global data, there's going to be pockets of things you can find, but the mass overwhelmingly work. Like the reason the, there was, there was a projection by the end of the year, we're going to lose another hundred thousand people. We can save 50,000 lives, a thousand people in every single state by just wearing a mask. That's not even getting vaccinated. Put on a mask. If you want to kill a thousand people, don't put on a mask. It's as simple as that. You'll kill a thousand people in your state. So I'm going to jump in here now and kind of give my take on this. I think I'm always trying to address the pushbacks that I see because I have people who follow me who are more conservative on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, people that I talk to in my everyday life who have contrarian points to, to this, where they think that, you know, masks are overrated or that they're not necessary or so on and so forth. And so when I have conversations like this, I, I think I'm more or less trying to find a way to speak directly to those objections. Right. And, and so for me, the thing that I always hear is, you know, from people is that, well, children, you know, are less likely to, you know, even if they get the virus, they're less likely to actually be like negatively impacted by this. So we shouldn't be putting this, this restriction on them. And even if that were true, 
that doesn't take into effect all the adults who work inside of a school, right? All of your teachers, all of your faculty, all the, all the staff, janitorial staff, coaches, whoever they may be, a lot of people who are older in life who have to be in, who have to be constantly surrounded by children who might be passing the virus between themselves. And then the teachers come into contact with them as well. And so it is a good protection for, if nothing, at the very least for the teachers who have to work within the, within the schools. And, you know, the, the thing that is, that's crazy to me is that we know, again, you're talking about like, you know, the flu from earlier that, you know, masks probably also be helping prevent the flu from spreading as well. It, it might just be a good idea in general that, you know, just going forward in society that if we're in these really like packed indoor spaces that more people are just wearing masks in general to prevent contagious diseases from, from you know, spreading like this. I mean, it's obvious to me that our country, actually our, our planet as a whole was caught off guard by coronavirus. Our planet was not ready to be dealing with a pandemic and now we're seeing the ramifications of that. Maybe we should be taking more preventative steps in the future to mitigate what could be a risk of another you know, uh, disease breaking out in the future. But you know, with that being said, I kind of want to open up the panel now to let people more or less discuss this. Why do you think so many people are against this? Like truthfully, like, like where is the objection really coming from that maybe you have heard of or that you think it might be like, why are people like so fervently against masks being worn by children in schools? Anyone can uh, answer the question. Social media. That's, it sounds cheesy. That's my answer. I think again, again, watch the episode before this, like we, social media is dangerous. It's, it's teaching us it's misinformation. It's, it's, it propagates way faster than the truth does to do a real study. You gotta do like a double blind placebo. You gotta do all these steps. You gotta get funding, da, 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 blah, blah. It's gotta be peer reviewed, blah, blah, blah. Right. That's so much harder than just saying, uh, yeah, masks are making a new, uh, uh diseases cause they're breathing in their own breath. Like I can just say that. And that sounds right. And people on Facebook share the crap out of it. So I think that, you know, and I'm not trying to call anyone out or anything like that, but like, the science is pretty clear that masks help, right? They've helped doctors wear masks for a reason in China or in Asian countries, they've worn masks before pandemic, this pandemic, and they have, they help, right? Like it, he, you're, you, you're all correct. When we say we should, it should just be common. If you're sick you, or you've been in contact with someone who's sick, you should wear a mask. It's normal. But again, the reason, the reason I think that there's a lot of pushback in my personal opinion, it's just social media is so strong. It said, it tells us that, whatever you want to believe we can go and confirm it on social media or just google and the internet in general and that's why we need more regulation there but that's another argument but i think that's the reason why is social media yeah i mean this this entire pandemic you know we say it so many times it's been politicized this is can we take this medical issue out of politics we shouldn't be listening to politicians talking about about this pandemic. We shouldn't be listening to random ass people online talking about the pandemic and whether or not they should wear a mask or whether or not they should get a vaccine. I mean, it's crazy. Why are we not putting physicians in the forefront of this discussion? Because yeah, they wear masks. They wear masks all day. I've been in the dental field for the last 12 years. You go into a dentist, you're getting your teeth cleaned or anything, Anybody who is seeing you while they're creating aerosols in your mouth, they're wearing a mask because they don't know what you have. It is so easy. It is the simplest way, like you said, to protect us all. It's, I don't even 
understand the opposition at this point because there is no argument that if you follow it long enough actually makes sense like if you can get a person on the other side to continue the conversation with you at some point it, it has to end in logic so and fresh faces new ideas yeah. You've been on a lot of these debate panels, and you've seen a lot more of them take place. So you've heard a lot of the conservative takes on on this issue. What do you where, where do you think the like the the actual like objection truly comes from, and and how do you think that we should be speaking to it? Because it seems like obviously that we're all in agreement here. So I guess we're we're talking to people who aren't here right now. But you you know what I'm referring to? Yeah. So look, it's a lot of it comes down to uh, the people who are pushing in are doing it for money. Uh, people like the frontline, uh, the organization for frontline doctors, people like Dr. Penpenny, people like Tucker Carlson, they're doing it for money. Uh, it's not about, and this is honestly one of the things that I could not believe was so politicized because it, it would, it seems like the perfect would have been the perfect grift for Donald Trump just to make Trump mass and sell them to all of his followers. And then maybe he wouldn't <laughs> have to sell Trump tower. <laughs> like, like it is the, for a man who's so far, uh, 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 goal in the presidency was to make money. To me, this would have been like the ultimate slam dunk. Just put your name on all the mess and you get all your people. And he look, if he hadn't, uh, if he had done that, he would have won the presidency. He absolutely would have. It, it, the, uh, but look, for the people who push back on this, so there's a lot of talking points. Uh, Dylan recently had a thing about this, and the, the response was, uh, Dylan Birds had a thing about this, and the response was, well, the government lied. So let's, let's take a look at this. The, the lie that they always use is the Fauci lie. And they do this with the Fauci emails. So I read them. I read all or a thousand of them. It's 3000 pages. And I spoke to somebody who read all of them. Um, the, the, the email they're referring to was February 6th. Now we know simultaneously at this time, Donald Trump is having a conversation with Bob Woodward where he says to him, yeah, this is way worse than the flu. Oh yeah. It's like way bad. We know this for a fact, the simultaneous, these conversations happen. So according to Fauci's email, he's telling somebody, Hey, look, I don't think wearing like a cloth mask or just like a scarf for your face is as effective as wearing an M95 mask. Now we know this for a fact that he, he said this and in public, he was saying, oh, you probably don't need to wear a mask. The reason for this, we know because he said, he's like, look, we didn't want to cause a panic because we didn't think that we would have the M95 mask for the people who actually needed it. Should we have handled this differently? Probably, but this is our, this was the, the thought process behind it. And understanding that, that is not done maliciously because big mask is behind it is, is, is a key problem. At this point, a lot of it is people are just dug in their heels. Most of the people who are pushing against this are just listening to like not like some of these arguments are just nonsense. Like if you watch the school board meetings against it, this is the Nuremberg codes. This is um, the, my favorite was a woman with glasses said, uh, if God wanted us to wear masks, we would, we would have evolved to have them. It's like, you you're wearing glasses. If God wanted you to be able to see, he would have made you be able to see. I can't see at all without my glasses. Um, so thankfully, we have technology. Um, it's it's really a lot of it is just I think it's bad faith. It's just political bias and it's money. It's look at this point, you don't have the science. Um, I'm sure if you looked hard enough or you found you know enough things, you could cherry pick the science. Uh, another good example of this is if you hear people talking about the MMR vaccine, you, they, they'll bring up this uh, this one doctor who supposedly created it. This is just technically not true. So he was he wrote a paper on it in the 80s. And even the quote that they attribute to him is not accurate. Um, like it's 
it's the problem is like, like Lloyd said, there's so much information out there that you can like nitpick at little things to, to do it. But the people honestly, who are pushing this should know better. Like if you're somebody who does politics, whether you do it for a living or you go on these debates, we have a, we have a, um, uh, 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 we, we have a, uh, I can't say responsibility, uh, responsibility to our audience. Um, yeah. To, if we're not outright being grifters, to tell them the truth. Like I don't expect Candace Owens to tell me the truth. Um, I, I I do believe her and Charlie Kirk and um and and uh, what's his face Ron Paul are the only people that I can like legitimately believe are not vaccinated. Um, but like it's for the money for most of it. Like if you you follow it back enough, you can get a lot of and and it's especially strong on the right. Like people will say that they're left wing grifters. We don't really have left wing grifters. Um, Hassan worked his ass off to buy that three million house. Uh, hopefully, I'll get there someday. But like, Dave Rubin is a grifter. Like, they—if you go back, you can see that these people get a lot of money for speaking out to this thing. So they 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 get money from these packs. They get money from like different advertisers. It's a lot of it is a combination of social media to get clout to get the money in the end, or it's to to keep your base scared because that's what Tucker Carlson's whole goal is. Or you're a lunatic like uh, Candace Owens. <laughs> You know, I, I think just like rounding off this conversation a little bit, the one thing that I, I want to also like add on to this conversation is it, it feels like whenever I listen to, I guess, like these bigger right wing shows, like I, if I hear like someone like Tim Pool talk about this or Charlie Kirk or or Candace Owens or Ben Shapiro, most notably, you know, it, it feels like it's the exact same conversation just again and again and again. And it's if an entity, usually the government asks you to do anything that you don't want to do, then it's somehow authoritarian and you need to push back on that because we can't have authoritarianism because we're America and we believe in freedom and any, any kind of ask that's additional is a push on your rights and it's a push towards socialism and it's just any insert any buzzword that they think it will generate some kind of like hysteria. But, but truthfully, when you really break down all the BS, what's really going on here is that there is and this is again, just my opinion, but I think there is a huge sector of our population that is just absolutely unwilling to do anything extra than they're currently doing because they just don't feel like it. And they just don't care about what their quote unquote reason is. They'll make up a reason along the way because they're just not interested in doing extra things. They're just not. And so while one side seems to be making an argument for, we need to be doing these things because we're going to be protecting people. The other side saying, I give no shits about protecting people. If I don't want to do it, I shouldn't have to the end. Fuck everyone else. And that is truly disgusting to me. 100% want to be on board about, I mean, want to be on the record about it, just so you all know how I feel about this, this conversation, because truthfully, th this pandemic has shown me that there's really just two classes of people, more or less, is people who are willing to make alterations to their lives in the effort of common good. And the other half who said, listen, Anything that you ask me to do that's additional that I don't feel like doing is a, is against my rights and I have rights to the end. Therefore, I'm not doing it. And I don't care what the repercussions are. And that is sick in my mind. But I'm going to end this conversation uh, by saying that. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have our second half of this bonus episode. So make sure you stay tuned. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode, 
Bathing Beauties Beads is a full-service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at bathingbeautiesbeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order. Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage-inspired clothing, shoes, and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Welcome back from the break, everyone. Thank you for sticking with us through this bonus episode of Independent Thought. Our second question and our final question for today's panel kind of centers around healthcare workers right now. So I've seen protests in states like Colorado and outside of the Capitol in California, where laws are being implemented in states where healthcare workers are being required to get vaccinated by September 30th. And those who do not, I, I'm a little unfamiliar with Colorado's law, but for California, if you do not, then you have to submit to regular testing. I think in the in the process of Colorado, they might be getting fired if they do not get both uh, vaccine shots by September 30th. Might need to double check that during the episode. But either way, there are restrictions coming against unvaccinated healthcare workers. Uh, some healthcare workers are very much against this, so much so that they might be willing to quit their jobs over this. So I'm going to open up this question now to the panel: Do we believe that healthcare workers should have to be vaccinated? Uh, Fresh faces, new ideas. I'm going to go ahead and have you start first with this. Do you think that healthcare workers should be required to get the vaccine? Yes, absolutely. Look, um, you are responsible for the health of the people around you, like specifically them more than anyone's. The idea like, oh, well, I, I can catch it and then I'll be better. Like, first off, getting the vaccine boosts that immunity, even if you have it. Then if you don't get vaccinated, you're a threat to the people around you. You're going to incubate it. Like that's the biggest incubation pool is you there with the people who already have it. So you're going to bounce it around back and forth and it's going to get worse from there. Um, yes, I think they should not only should be required to get it, they should be fired if they don't. Now, there is a lot of stuff that's going to go on with this. Um, there's recently a story that broke that there was a, a group of healthcare workers who bought fake vaccine passports. Um, there was the, the, the apparently the Border Patrol stopped like a thing from like 30,000 from China. But these were vaccine passports that were bought by healthcare workers. What would happen is they would buy them from this woman. And she basically had somebody who would who would generate whatever the code was to say that you're vaccinated. Now, 
this is bad for two reasons. One, these people are not vaccinated so that they, um, they're, they're not protected. Two, they're now infecting all of the data points that we use. So we do know that to some extent, Delta has a breakthrough potential. However, we now need to really look into this data to figure out, well, how many of these people are actually vaccinated? Because if you have uh, healthcare workers who are claiming they're vaccinated or are registered as vaccinated, but aren't, they're now ruining the data points. And maybe, you know, maybe that impacts uh, the study for the boosters, or maybe that impacts the efficiency. So maybe like we know Pfizer based on the data after six months goes to like 48% or something like that. Um, maybe that is built on the fact that some of these people are pretending to be vaccinated. So you have a responsibility as a healthcare worker to the general public and be as protected as possible and set the right example. Like this is the, because they're going to use you who doesn't believe in this vaccine as a talking point to go against the vaccine. I mean, at this point, you're just prolonging the, the thing. We can't feel bad for you if you're purposely making it worse. Like you have a responsibility. So yes, not only should they be mandated, they should be fired and they, they should probably have their license stripped from them if they uh, don't take it. So Ashton, I, I want to go ahead and bring this to you next because I, I want to add in a little extra context now. Some of the healthcare workers who were being interviewed by ABC uh, and NBC outside of, I think it was in Bakersfield, California and Riverside, California, who were protesting. One of the things they said was, we are currently going through a national nurse shortage. There is still a pandemic going on and these hospitals are willing to fire their nurses because they won't take the vaccine. And this is after we spent all of 2020 treating COVID patients without a vaccine. Now with, with that extra context, does like where, where exactly do you fall in this conversation? Do you think that healthcare workers should be essentially either like fired for potentially not getting the vaccine if they choose if they choose they don't want to? Absolutely. I think that number one, we need to stop formulating this question like it's a, a new idea for healthcare workers to be required to be vaccinated. Um, to be a physician in the first place, just to get into school. There's a slew of vaccines that you're required to get. I mean, to be a nurse practitioner, to be a physician's assistant, to be a dentist, to be any of these people who are in direct contact with very sick individuals, you already are required to get vaccinated or you can't even learn the stuff. Like it's, it's not new. Obviously, COVID is new because COVID is new and we can't really, you know, we can't really put this into context with any other previous illnesses because we haven't ever faced a global pandemic like this in a time where we've had vaccines readily available that we can distribute to all the healthcare professionals. So absolutely, they should be required to get it. Like you said, um, you know, healthcare workers are there to take care of us. You don't get into healthcare for any other reason. And if you did, then maybe this is weeding you out. The point of healthcare is to take care of individuals. You have to go above and beyond the normal things that people, you know, walking on the street don't have to do. You have a responsibility to your patients and you also have a responsibility to yourself and, you know, your family and the people that you come into contact with. Um, you know, I mean, so what if you're not worried about giving COVID to your next patient. When you're on an ICU floor treating COVID patients, there's just no argument that can be had that says that healthcare workers don't need it. What is interesting is 
the studies, the polls that they're taking that put into perspective people who have been vaccinated and people who haven't vaccinated and the higher education that is correlated there. People who have higher education, bachelor's degrees and higher are way more likely to be vaccinated. My curiosity, I don't know, you know, how many nurses and doctors are actually trying to fight against vaccine requirements, but I would wager it's far less than the lesser educated hospital staff who are going to be required to hold these, you know, to have these vaccines. CNAs, just general hospital workers, people who don't have to get a degree in science and understand how science works. <laughs> like I, those are the people who have issues. It's interesting for me, I'm in the dental field, I'm talking to dental professionals consistently. Of course, this is a huge topic right now because there's vaccine mandates that are going into effect all over the place. In Washington, they just, they passed it, um, where you have to have vaccines to be in, um, you know, in healthcare. And I've got plenty of people who all day are telling me they're gonna quit their job or they might be out of a job in a couple months. And it's like, okay, well, that's, that's up to you. Like nobody is forcing you to quit your job. You are actively choosing to put yourself in danger, put other people in danger, and you're letting go of your job. I mean, that's just the way that it is. So sorry about that. I understand that there's a shortage right now, but so what? We're just supposed to let people in who have the potential to make our vulnerable population more sick just because we're short staffed? I, I mean, it's crazy. And I don't know what we do about our shortage right now, but I don't think that letting people do what they want just because they're in high demand is the answer. Okay. I appreciate that. Lloyd, our self-described libertarian, there has been plenty of people who were trying to say that, oh, well, and I, this is ironic in, in so many fast fashions, but uh, they like to say that it's, you know, my body, my choice. If I don't want to have to take a vaccine, I shouldn't have to, and no one should make me. Mm. Uh, on top of that, you know, people are still, you know, pout, you know, touting the whole like, oh, it's, you know, it's experimental drugs, so on and so forth. I I'm just regurgitating what I've heard people say in objection to wanting to get the vaccine uh, as far as being a healthcare worker is described. Where do you fall in this conversation? Should healthcare workers be required to get the vaccine to maintain their employment? You know, as far as opinions go, I, I really do uh, echo the other two. So I won't really speak onto that. But like you did say, uh, I do consider myself libertarian. I'm not like a true libertarian. So for anyone watching, don't click unsubscribe just yet. Uh, I, there's something called the shopping cart test. And I just don't believe humans could pass that. I just don't believe we deal as a species, right? So not true libertarian, but I, I, I'm more than your average person probably. That being said, I don't know where this is this has been done like there's always been requirements for employment whether it's a whether it's a uniform whether it's a drug test you can't have certain drugs in your system that like, like you said earlier that some jobs do require other vaccinations a physical you know some jobs require uh if you're a, like a professional baseball player some will make you get tommy john surgery you have to get a surgery to even sign a contract there's so many different things that are required in employment this is nothing new to that. It's crazy. This, this is, I understand the that the the drug the the vaccines weren't approved at some point, 
but one of them is now and they are getting there that way now and there was an emergency approval and like an employer can do whatever they want that's always been the case anyone uh, it is ironic that you said that people try to argue against the vaccine when they don't have any problem denying employment to lgbtq people or or uh you know whatever or denying service there's all kinds of things that people have i would consider ironic or contradictory opinions on this so I, there's nothing that says that an employer can't deny you uh, work or even service because of your vaccination status i think that obviously there are some uh, governors and, and legislative bodies trying to pass laws to, to do that to make it so you can't be denied but there's a difference between you know you being vaccinated is not your creed it's not your 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 sex it's not something that you were born with that cannot be indemnified in you it's not so i i see absolutely zero libertarian reason why an employer couldn't just fire you for anything really especially vaccine you know vaccination status when we're in the middle of a a, a pandemic and it's you can factually prove that a vaccination will help not only stop the spread but probably increase your profits, probably increase, you know, sick time, all these things. Like you could, you can make this uh, uh, economical argument for it. I don't see why they couldn't do it. There's just no reason not to. Right. And, it. you know, I, I, I'm going to round off this a little bit because truthfully, what, what I found is astounding is, is that again, a lot of these conversations seem to be coming from very contradictory places because a lot of the people who have these objections are the same people who also believe that you know, businesses should be able to operate however they see fit. And, you know, with that being said, these are also the same people who don't want to see our healthcare system, you know, like uh, nationalized in the way of it being, you know, adopted underneath like a single government entity. And so while our healthcare system is in this private setting, if these private businesses want to mandate that, you know, their workers have to be vaccinated, shouldn't that be the right of their business to you just mandate them for these healthcare workers? And truthfully, this kind of falls under the same umbrella as other vaccines, like, like you were saying, Ashlyn, like they have to get vaccinated for other types of diseases. I mean, you have to have a polio vaccination, you have to have an MMR vaccination. So why wouldn't this fall underneath the same umbrella? And you can say like, oh, well, this vaccine hasn't been tested enough. Well, the FDA just approved it. So what's the issue now, at least on the Pfizer, you know, like end of things. So again, I, I feel though this kind of conversation falls underneath the same umbrella with the mass conversation. It, it feels like it's just people don't want to have new restrictions put on them and they just don't care if it's in the sense of safety in regards of others. But, you know, maybe, maybe there's some little bit extra added to this conversation, but I'm not sure truthfully that there is, but I'm going to open it up to everyone else and just say, you know, do, is, do we understand whatsoever, like why people might be against healthcare workers getting a vaccine i mean of all people healthcare workers well their oh. argument is that they know better and then and can i point something out i want to read this this is like my favorite thing um yeah a lot of their argument is well we can't force healthcare workers to take a uh, a vaccine that we don't know the effects of like they they always point to theirs theirs is always the thing that they say like look bears has I think it's like 7000 deaths according to it and it has like 40000 uh who verifies theirs Wait, I want to read VAERS. This is from the VAERS website. This is my favorite quote. VAERS website. As an early warning system, VAERS cannot prove that a vaccine causes a problem. Specifically, a report to VAERS does not mean that a vaccine caused an adverse event, but VAERS can give CDC and FDA important information. If it looks as though a vaccine might be causing a problem, FDA and CDC will investigate further and take actions. 
anyone can submit a report to VAERS, healthcare professionals, vaccine manufacturers, and the general public. VAERS welcomes all reports, regardless of seriousness and regardless of how likely the vaccine may have been caused the adverse effect. This is also compounded from the idea of where you see headlines of like, woman gets vaccine, dies two months later, and then you read the article, she got hit by a bus. Like, you got your... Like, you give the wrong information here. Like, there is so much. It, it's just the problem is we like we we're like, oh, yes, we want these healthcare workers when they agree with our position. So the healthcare workers that refuse it are good. The ones who don't, they're bad. They're far to big pharma. Then that and that is the other thing. You want to argue big pharma with me? Fine. I'm going to win this argument because I'll just nationalize them. They don't have to worry about their profit. I won. I'm going to you can't win this argument on the facts. You just can't. Um, and look, I'm sorry if you truly, it, and I don't even know what the, what is, so this was something I was listening to. Apparently there's religious exemptions for this. What is the religious exemption to, to like, I, I, and I'm being like legitimately, are, are, are Mormons not allowed to, like, who is the religious exemption to getting a vaccine? Like you, you God says, go die. <laughs> I think that's the biggest, that's the biggest <laughs> issue with it. It's like, who's judging um, you know, how who is the person who gets to decide, oh, yes, this person is religious enough and this proves their religiousness. And, um, you know, I don't know, maybe Scientologists, they don't like to put things in their body that they think might do it harm. I, I have no idea. But yeah, then further than that, it's like, who is giving people a pass or fail on their religiousness? And how are you proving in that case, nobody who doesn't want to get a, a vaccine, you know, they can all just say, well, I'm religious. I, I don't get to, you know, follow these rules. Yeah, I'm not sure how these exemptions work, to be truthfully honest. But, you know, the thing that I want to say about VAERS is it's a completely open forum. So anyone can go on there. So if we were to recruit 100, 200, 1,000 people to go on there right now and say that eating Mike and Ike's, you know, cures cancer, we could do that. And then people could be yelling and screaming about how we're not putting enough funding behind eating Mike and Ike's. I mean, it, you could do anything on VAERS. And so for people to take that seriously just shows one of two things. Either one, you know you're misleading people, or two, you didn't take enough time to think about this issue. And, you know, like truthfully, just even beyond that, like, yes, I am sure that some people took the vaccine and had adverse effects. That is the case for almost every single medication we know of, period. If you read aspirin, there are side effects. If you take any kind of prescription medication, there's potential side effects. Almost everything comes with side effects, but the things that are approved are approved because for the most part, most people who take these medications have found to be just fine and they work the way they were advertised. But that does not mean that the occasional person doesn't have some bad side effects. But there are those who are trying to use these occasional people who have side effects as a reason why it doesn't work in general. That doesn't hold up. That doesn't hold up whatsoever. You know, I'm taking medication right now that could cause blindness. I can see just fine. You know, it's just so like, yes, if someone took the vaccine and they had an adverse effect because of it, that does not mean that the vaccines are unsafe. It just meant that a few people here and there had adverse you know, reactions to it. Hundreds of millions of people have taken the vaccine now worldwide. And if people were really having all kinds of adverse effects, there would be no way to hide it. There'd be no way to hide it. And so Let you me, don't really need all these studies talking about how safe the vaccines are. We can just see it for ourselves more or less. 
let me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do a true devil's advocate but one of the things that i saw that did not want to surprise me but like i'm gonna use polio as an example right we've essentially eradicated polio for the most part right well right now there are more people disabled or killed i don't know if it's one of the two because you know polio paralyzes you that's one of the, the effects of polio essentially more people are either paralyzed or killed by polio uh vaccines than actually wild polio polio in the wild right and so you, you hear that and you're like, oh man, that's scary because that means the polio vaccine is scary. No, what that means is the polio vaccine works so freaking well that there's no wild polio. Like the polio doesn't exist outside of the vaccine essentially. So the, the, the small risk that the polio vaccine carries is it has, has you know, taken over is the greatest, it's a, it's, a, it's a higher risk than actually catching in the wild now. That's an amazing thing to hear, right? So again, I, I get if someone would, if I would tell that to somebody, and they immediately didn't jump onto numbers. I, I can understand why that would scare you. You know, like I said, like 35,000 people in the 1940s every year paralyzed by polio. And now it's the vaccine paralyzes more people. So hearing that and, you know, someone like uh, Tucker Carlson, I, I don't know who would do this, but I'm sure there are some talking heads that have said something to the extent like, doesn't that show how dangerous it is? No, it doesn't. It does the opposite. You could take that two perspectives. And I think a lot of people take the other perspective where they, wow, that shows how dangerous the vaccine is because, you know, the vaccine has caused this. And in reality, it's, it's worked so well that that's what we're focusing on, not the actual deaths and, and, and side effects and whatever from the actual disease, you know, does that make sense? And two, yeah. And there's two other points to this too. So if we were ignoring all the science, just allowing any vaccine, Americans can't get AstraZeneca. Americans can't get Sputnik. Americans can't get whatever the China version of the vaccine is. I le just legitimately don't know what the name is uh, or whatever the Brazil version of it is. We can't get them. I mean, we said we sent AstraZeneca around because we don't we, it's not as good as the ones we have. So uh, like if that was the case, we would allow any of the vaccines. And then to the point that if you worried about a side effect. Johnson Johnson was paused for a month because eight people got a, a blood clot. Out of. Like it was like 40 million people had gotten it at that point and eight people got a, a blood clot. So they paused all Johnson and Johnson shots, which was the one shot for a month in order to make sure they're like, okay, what is happening here? Let's look into this. And it turns out what was happening is it was a very similar effect to a bunch of other vaccines that there is a small, a super tiny percentage of people having a, a, a rare blood clot. Like, it's not like they, they it, the people who point to these things like, oh, there's all these other side effects. It's like, yeah, they've, they've seen them. Like they, they, they're either not enough to stop the position, uh, stop the medicine while they're looking at it, or you're just making it up. Or there's the worst part is the people like Jimmy Dore who are like, I posted that I had a headache and I was muscle ache and then my post was deleted. Like, you know, you can't find this. It's like, I mean, that's just fundamentally not true. Like there's, there's, there's warning labels on these things. Like they tell you, like they tell you like, hey, you're going to have body aches or something. Again, it's, a lot of this, the biggest issue we're facing now is there's too many anti-intellectuals and they, they get too much of a profit for being anti-intellectual. The Jimmy Dore thing drives me insane. I, I saw him go on, on Joe Rogan and try to make the case that he's like, well, after I got my second shot, I, well, I just, I had this pain go up into my neck. And ever since then, I've just, I, I've still had this pain in my neck and it doesn't take that much time and effort to to consider why you might be having a pain in your in your neck, Jimmy Dore, because if you're if you're getting the shot, 
like we, you know, usually your second shot, actually both shots might give you a little bit of stiffness, you know, like wherever the injection site is. Now, if you're an older person, there's a really good chance that if your arm got really tense after you had that shot, that it would also tense up your neck muscles along with that. And if, again, if you're an older individual, it might take you a little while for those muscles to kind of relax afterwards. That doesn't really take a whole lot of critical thinking to come to that conclusion, but you felt the need to go on to Joe Rogan's podcast, which has millions of listeners and kind of spout off this, well, well, my neck just never really stopped hurting after the, after the, after the shot. That is insane to me. This idea that somehow we forgot that pharmaceuticals in general have, can, can have the occasional side effects. And now we're treating this as like it's some brand new revelation, right? It is just, it's absolutely, you know, incredible. Even if he had a, he was hundred percent correct. The stiffness was 100% caused from the vaccine. I don't give a shit. Like that's vaccines. There's that's, they're not hundred percent. They never, no one ever said that life would be all daisies. That's never been the case. Right. So even if you, he was the one person he died from it, you know, like, I'm sorry, that sucks. That's unfortunate. I wish you didn't, but like, it still means that they're not, doesn't mean they're not effective and safe. It's ridiculous. Like anecdotal, anecdotal evidence just gets on my nerves. Cause it's so easy to spread, man. I know a guy, I, I did this. This happened to me. I don't give a shit, man. I want to see empirical scientific peer reviewed, double blind placebo like studies over millions of people. That's what I care about. Anything outside of that, you gotta, you're fighting an uphill battle as, as far as I'm concerned. And like you said, anti-intellectuals eat that garbage up. So who knows? Well, also the studies are part of the problem. Like the, the ivermectin. So the, the two ones, the hydroxy and the ivermectin. Hydroxy had one study from France and that was the study that people were going off of. And then it turned out it wasn't a good study. Ivermectin, I had somebody in my chat one of these times point me to this big, this big study for ivermectin. And the, the pushback of it was, look, they basically took a whole bunch of really small, terrible studies and they congregated them. And they're like, hey, look, overall, this looks good. But you can't take a bunch of shitty, uh, shitty tiny uh, studies and, and supplement it for like an actual good study. That's a, that's a problem. So it's not only that it's just an- that the people who should know better doing it. It's people who don't understand like data now. Like you have to go to school to be like a data analysis um, to, to like really understand it. So like the lay people don't we don't like understand like i'm not going to be able to read scientific study most of the time when i'm reading a scientific study i'm skimming most of it because i don't understand like 90 percent of the words uh the uh the the thing is we have to be uh we have to trust these people who are telling us that these things are right because they're the ones who are trained to do it and when there's a a small outcry of people who are saying that they're wrong you need to look at the larger pushback on those outcries like you can't just just jump on a statement and say it without understanding more so that this need to say, oh, I know something that nobody else does is, a, is another issue. Yeah, absolutely. And I, absolutely. Oh, go ahead, Ashley. No, I just in full agreement, especially with, you know, talking about anecdotal evidence. I mean, I saw a couple months ago, well, shortly after the vaccine kind of came out and became readily available for everyone, a woman who I don't even know who I followed on Instagram was posting a bunch of things of oh well my dad this and my you know friends friends cousin this and she posted something that was along those very lines of oh my my dad's cousin's uh you know neighbor got it and then uh got the vaccine and then got cerebral palsy and that was what that was what was posted and i i reached out i said you you have to take this down you can't you can't get cerebral palsy like this is the issue with you know 
people making all these claims is just as simple as the verbiage and you know things that they're assigning to symptoms i said you can't get that you are that is something you are born with like you are spreading misinformation right now and she said well well the data shows that you know people are having these symptoms where you can't use that word either like it's not there's no data that has been released about any of this at this point like yeah, sure. You can say so-and-so's dad's cousin uh, got the vaccine and then had such and such symptom. But, you know, it's these people using big words who, you know, for people who don't understand that you can't get cerebral palsy, probably read that and went, oh shit, I don't want to get cerebral palsy. We should probably not get the vaccine. You know, I mean, it's the same people posting videos where they have a stethoscope around their neck that they ordered off of Amazon. It's like, Jessica, who are you and nobody, you you don't even have a right to have that around you right now. And it's making people think that you know something that you don't actually know. Gotta regulate. Yeah, gotta yeah regulate. good idea can for I, the next panel. We'll order wait, a bunch can of Can I push back on two of the side and effects? And then we'll all be doctors and we'll have all these great opinions. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> can I push yeah. on two, two of the side effects that people complain about that I think, like if you think about it for a second are like actually amazing. So there's the, the most common one, which is it makes you magnetic. Uh, I don't know if you know this, just just because I like a big comment. Magneto is incredibly powerful. Like <laughs> the things that you could do if you could if you were magnetic are like insane. I mean, obviously it would suck that we'd fry all our motherboards and all our computer stuff, but like you know, I wouldn't maybe yeah, for obvious reasons this wouldn't work. You know, I wouldn't lose my keys because my keys are you know metal that type of metal. They're like copper. That that's not a magnetic metal. Um, you know, other that that'd be cool. You know, my change would probably hang around. I'd be able to like five days a little bit easier. And then the other one is, is 5G. So about a month after I got my shot, my outside uh, internet crashed. So uh, like for a while, my streaming was, was a little weird because I was having issues. And somebody said, hey, the 5G thing happened to me. I was like, listen, I got a, a shot and my internet has gotten worse. So explain to me why I wouldn't want to be in my own hotspot. If, if, the, if the vaccine gave you 5Gs, you know how mad that the, the internet carrier companies would be? that they can't do this now, that everyone is their own essential, essential hots. Like, that is cool. I don't know what the repercussions of everyone being able to generate 5Gs is, but, like, oh, if you think about it, gosh. if you're going to endorse these ideas, most of them are funny, and they're, like, not bad. If we're talking, like, because they're so, like, I'm sure anyone who is who has a platform and has seen the the 10 pity or the people arguing that, um, uh, you know, a something makes you magnetic. They've gone on, I've done this, and you put a key on your head. You put a thing on your shot. There's logic behind this. You're sweaty. That's why it's 60. My favorite was like, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's a 10 petty did a, a thing uh, in Ohio. She was arguing about it and made you magnetic. And this nurse came on, she put a key on her chest and she yeah. goes, well, why is this sticking to me? And then it fell off. And then she's just like trying to put it on. I was like, well, yeah, because now you're not sweaty as much. And also keys aren't magnetic. <laughs> you know, okay. I, I, I'm going to, I'm sorry, Lloyd. Go no, ahead. really small last thing. My last thing yeah. I'll say here is like, yeah. um, I want to dispel, that's hilarious. I want to, a more serious note here. I want to dispel the notion that like, do your own research. I hate that term too, because there's no such thing, right? Research is, is, is extensive. It takes a long time. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of effort. Like going to Google is not doing research. You're actually just looking at someone else's research, right? So this do your own research thing, completely silly. Um, we, we trust the experts when you, when you do, when you're doing your research, you're just trusting another expert, right? 
So the same way we trust our dentists, the same way we trust our mechanics, you, you trust the, the person who handled your food that didn't spit in it or put poison in it. Just you trust, trust your medical experts and your scientists to, there's no such thing as doing your own research unless you're actually also, doing what would you ask? studies. Right. And what would you ask that they haven't? Like, that's the other thing. These people are like, oh, they haven't done the studies. Like, okay, what study do you, do you personal random person X think that they should do that the people who do this for a living haven't already figured out that they're going to look for? There's nothing. Right. The science is clear. So we've kind of like touched on a lot of absurdities here towards the end here, because that is unfortunately some of the propaganda that is seen within the sphere of social media, as you know, Lloyd has been talking about quite a few times during these, you know, last two episodes here. But I, I kind of want to address a couple different things here before we close this out. You know, one of the things that people constantly say is that it was approved really quickly, right? Now, this was done intentionally by a lot of these same people's you know, person they voted for, Donald Trump. Now, like he constantly was touting his Operation Warp Speed, where he was trying to have the government help these pharma companies get this vaccine, you know, like I, I just formulated and out to the public very quickly, and they were able to do so. And so it was very intentional to get the COVID vaccine to be distributed to millions of people as quickly as humanly possible. So that was done very intentionally. It wasn't, you know, on accident that it was, you know, approved so quick. That was approved, approved for emergency use so quickly. Now, on top of that, you know, one of the things that you had mentioned earlier, uh, Fresh Faces, was that we don't have AstraZeneca here because it wasn't one of the as good vaccines. Uh, one of the things I want to point people to is uh, there is a Vox video on YouTube right now where they actually addressed uh, the different the different efficacies of these vaccines. And truthfully, they did a better job explaining efficacies in vaccines better than any other place that I've seen done in the media so far. So I recommend highly that everyone go check out their video. Just type in Vox, you know, vaccine efficacy into YouTube. You should find it very quickly. And, you know, we didn't touch on this, but I kind of want to end this conversation by saying this. We are right now you know, we were talking, we started off this conversation by talking about healthcare workers being mandated to get the vaccine. And alongside of this conversation, we are now also hearing for a push for Americans to now come up and get their booster shots. Now, there's going to be a lot of people giving takes on whether or not Americans should be giving booster shots in the not too distant future. And I'm not sure when I'm going to be doing another panel as far as vaccines are concerned in the distant future. So I wanted to say this now while this is somewhat on topic. I'm not against booster shots for people getting them. But I will say that it does feel slightly immoral that we here in America are lining up to get a third shot when there are billions of people around the world who have not had their first shot yet. And I find that honestly reprehensible that our country and, our, and these pharmaceutical companies have not done more of an effort to get this vaccine into the hands of billions of people around the globe who need them, who are dying, who there's countries that have I mean, like absolutely no like vaccination whatsoever. And there's still first world nations like Japan and Australia who have less than 33% of their country vaccinated. And yet Americans are, are lining up for their third. It, it feels very off to me. And while I don't think that booster shots are necessarily a bad thing, I do think that maybe we should refocusing our efforts into make sure that the globe itself gets vaccinated because what's the use of having ourselves vaccinated if this virus can mutate in Thailand or in Uruguay or in Kenya and then make its way here in a new form where these current vaccines are then useless. So maybe we should be focusing more of a national conversation on helping the rest of the world get vaccinated versus, you know, like making sure that we are triple, quadruple vaccinated here in America. But 
with all that being said, I'm just going to end this conversation on that note. And I want to give a special thanks to all of my panelists, who I will once again have them go ahead and tell you where you can find them online. This time, we're going to be starting with Lloyd with an E on the end. Where can people find you outside of independent thought debate panels? Just what you said, Lloyd with an E, L-L-O-Y-D-E. Uh, I'm like one of the only ones in the world. Myself, my father, who's Lloyd Sr. I'm actually Lloyd Jr. But uh, my dad does not do social media. He's an old fart. So like that doesn't exist. So Lloyd with an E on the end of it. If you Google that or whatever, you will probably find me at the end of a stick, right? Uh, also, if it doesn't find me, my last name is Ogden on some of my social media that that's on there. So yeah, um, hopefully I will annoy the shit out of you guys later. I would love to be annoying and post, uh, post a lot. So hopefully that returns back to full swing here, you know, once we normalize a little better here. So all right. And Fresh Faces New Ideas, where can people find you when you are not tuning into independent thought debate panels? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitch. That's where mostly you can find me at twitch.tv slash Fresh Faces New Ideas. And again, I want to reiterate this again, like I did last panel. Um, anyone who listens to this show or any of the current panelists on this show with me, if they have a topic or just want to have a random discussion about your overall thoughts and views. I will talk to anybody pretty much about anything. One of the first people I had, I had a conversation with was a flat earther, mostly because I thought it would get me more views and secondly, because I thought it'd be funny. Um, like I will talk to anybody. If you've looked for me at fresh faces, new ideas, twitch.tv. If you find me on Twitter at faces ideas, I have my discord, my YouTube, my Instagram. Don't, don't reach out to me on that. I will, I will ignore you. Cause I, I don't use Instagram. Um, uh, I have my Discord. I'll reach out and talk to you. I want I, I want conversations. I want to help, you know, move conversations. I'm not moving conversations. That's Dalamore's uh, tagline. Um, please enjoy Fresh Faces New Ideas. I will talk to anybody about anything. I like to think I'm intelligent. I like to think I have good ideas. I usually stream uh, during the week at 1 p.m. EST or on the weekends I do panels like this. Um, if you want to know when I do these panels, you follow me on my Discord. You follow me on uh, my Twitter at Faces Ideas. So thank you for having me and I look forward to being on more because I want to be number one. <laughs> All right. Well, we might have you back on if you stop bad mouthing Instagram. And last but not least, Ashlyn. I have not even bad mouthed it. I just said I don't use it. <laughs> Ashlyn, thank you for coming on the panel today. Do you want people to find you outside of these debate panels? You know, if you can find me, then I'll probably talk to you. But um, I try and keep myself relatively hidden um, because I'm I'm lazy, and you know I. I don't want to talk to people all the time, but you might find me if, you know, Desmond decides to have me back on one of these again in the future. So it was fun and maybe I'll, I'll see you again. Absolutely. Well, everyone's always welcome back. And obviously not everyone who comes on the panel is, you know, like a, a podcaster or a streamer. So not everyone has a place where you can find them at, but if you would like to find Lloyd or Fresh Faces, their links will be in the description of this episode. So go ahead and click into the description and you will see that if you enjoyed this episode please share it on social media tag the show share it with some friends share it on facebook instagram twitter please go ahead and share and comment why not comment and subscribe if you're not already what are you guys doing all right thank you so much to all my panelists and thank you to all the listeners we will be back with another episode next week and we'll be back with more panels in the future so if you liked these please send me a dm on Instagram or Twitter. And let me know what you thought of the episode. I'm always looking for feedback on these. Tell me what you thought of the panelists. I promise I won't tell them if you didn't like them. So just go ahead and let me know. And we will see everyone in the next episode of Independent Thought. Thank you. See you next time.